Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. It's time for another edition of Real Answers, our Wednesday news feature during the Noon Report as we tackle the tough issues facing Christians with licensed mental health counselor Christopher Anderson. Today, we are talking specifically to singles about how to find the right one. Yeah, Greg, this is a big topic, and I think it's especially so in Christian circles because we want to honor God with our choices, our relationships, and we want to do that according to His Word. And you want to have us talk about cohabitation as well. (laughs) Yeah, before anyone fires off an email or calls the newsroom, I'll come right out and say, and say it right now, that I'm not advocating for cohabitation, but, you know, it is something to talk about. Uh, Back in the 1970s, just to give you some perspective here, Greg, only about 0.2% of romantic partners lived together without being married or before they got married. And today that number is up to 15%. 15% is significant, but I bet a lot of our listeners might be a little bit surprised that it's only at 15%. Now, let's take into consideration jumping from one-fifth of 1% up to 15% is a significant increase. But for many conservatives who look around at the culture, they might be very surprised that that number 15% wasn't much higher. It's a good sign that people are still wary of cohabitation because research does actually continue to show that after the first year of marriage, if they lived together before they got married, still comes out as a risk factor in divorces after that first year. What is it about that first year and not sooner? You know, when people do live together before they get married, it might remove some of that initial adjustment stress that all couples will go through when they first get married, but the couple might be more accustomed to living together Um, well, you know, they've been doing so already, but that's where any positives end, if you can call them positives. Cohabitation is really like a false substitute for marriage. In a sense, people are wanting to function as a married couple, but without the commitment and the fidelity. And as the enemy often does, he wants us to substitute something in for God's design that he can very craftily use to try to tell us that it's, you know, this is just as good, if not better. Well, we know that's not the case. And in this case, there's no commitment there. So if a couple decides to end it after living together, well, they just part ways. They don't have to go through the legalities of going through a divorce. Chris, you and I have both heard people say that they think it's a good idea to do a trial run for the real thing. Instead of getting married first, they're trying to see if they can live together well. They are, and that's a big excuse and why people are living together before they get married. The the truth is, though, Greg, is this. You can find out everything you need to know about a potential life mate without actually living together first. So then how do our single friends go about finding that right one? Well, I really like how licensed therapist and author Deborah Folletta says it a frequent contributor to focus on the family. And she says, the more you identify yourself, your interests, and where God is taking you, the more quickly you'll be able to decide whether or not you want to actually pursue a potential partner further. In other words, I'm not saying, neither is Deborah, she's not saying that this is the person that you should marry, but knowing yourself 
very well. In other words, what what are the things that your interests that God is giving you in your heart? You know, where, where's God taking you in your life? What's his plan for your life? Knowing yourself well means that you have an easier time simply deciding whether or not a person that you're dating is someone that you really want to investigate further and spend more time with as you develop that friendship and that relationship with them. And then, of course, eventually that type of investigation can lead to discussions about marriage down the road. And again, that goes back to what we said earlier. You know, you can learn a lot about another person without actually having to live with them. You know, you need to identify what your core beliefs and values are. And then you need to identify what things are non-negotiable for you, you know, items such as your faith. You know, the person needs to be a solid Bible-believing, practicing Christian. That needs to be atop everyone's non-negotiable list if we are, again, identifying ourselves as Christian. But other things need to be assessed and identified as well. So, like I said before, such as where's God leading you in your career, in your personal interests and hobbies, in your social interactions? You know, are you more of an outgoing or a more of a stay-at-home type person? You know, there are actually also inventories and assessments that you can take online that will actually help you to do this, kind of get your get to know yourself better first. And then something else that people need to do, again, is to have very direct discussions with, you know, potential life partners, you know, and very directly about these non-negotiables. And then not just assume that somehow it'll all work it out, work out in the end. We're talking with Christopher Anderson, a Christian counselor who joins us on Real Answers on Family Life. What role do friends and family have, if any, to help you identify that right one? Friends and family can help us provide feedback um, in a very honest and real way, but you need to be careful in how you go about doing this, of course. When I was when I was dating and I wanted some of my dearest friends, um, or I did want some of my dearest friends to double date with me and my date there, I wanted my friends to observe how my wife, at the time my girlfriend, interacted with me And I wanted to observe how she interacted with my friends. So double dating with another married couple that also shares your Christian faith is a great way of being able to once again to help determine whether or not somebody is going to be a good match without actually having to live with them. We talked about the influence of family and friends. Do you have a word for folks who might be feeling pressure to hurry up and make a decision? I think that's a pretty common uh, occurrence, and you need to stop and figure out where that pressure is coming from. Is it coming from yourself or from other people? This is why it may be a good idea to seek counsel, at least from a trusted, older, and wiser Christian friend who may be able to help you understand where the pressure is coming from better. But the bottom line is, do not be pressured into making a serious decision of this nature. You know, at the same time, don't drag it out either. You know, you don't want to take too long because that could be an indicator that you've got an element of fear going on. So remember, finding the right one does not mean finding the perfect one. Okay, that's a big thing to remember too. There is no perfect mate out there. And as we know, the only perfect person is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Any final thoughts you have, Chris? You know, Greg, I would say for folks to keep in mind is that there isn't just one, quote, right one out there. You know, this is a big country. You know, we got lots of people here. There are plenty of folks out there that might be a really good match. So don't get locked into the false belief that there is only one person. And you could, you know, there there could be several people that would be very good matches for you if you want to think about it that way. But, you know, you might need to be creative, especially in a rural area, about how you go about meeting folks. And I will end with these last two points. You know, number one, not all dating websites are necessarily bad. 
You know, they're just ways to meet people. You still need to have your list of non-negotiables and you still need to make sure that, you know, the person you're, you're dating or meeting is solid in their walk with Jesus. And then number two, stay out of the bars. <laughs> it's not a good place to meet folks. Christopher Anderson is a licensed mental health counselor, and he joins us for the Family Life News feature, Real Answers, as we tackle the tough topics that Christians face. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.